What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. Play my music, man. So I'm currently recording this on Christmas. So I want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. I hope that you guys get all the presents that you want. I hope you guys get to spend some good time with family. And to those of you that don't celebrate Christmas, a very happy holidays to y'all as well. All right. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I hope you guys are doing great today. Before we start, please follow, share, do all that great stuff. But without further ado, let's get into it. So procrastination, the enemy of so many. I think it's hard to find anybody who hasn't struggled with procrastination, but In this episode, we are going to talk about how you can defeat procrastination and ways to increase your productivity so that you can be a more productive person, whether it be for work or for any of your side hustles or anything like that, anything that you need to be really productive for. These kind of strategies will help you to be not only be more productive, but get started sooner and spend less time wasted. So personally, I've chronically struggled with procrastination, whether it be in school or anything on the side that I'm trying to do. I have a really hard time with getting stuff done on time. And I find that the amount of work that I have to do will fill the time that I allot for it, right? So if I have a big project that's a week out, for example, there's a good chance that I'm probably not doing it till the last couple of days, which is pretty bad for big projects that require that amount of time. And I do know that my procrastination has also frustrated people who have tried to work with me maybe a listener that, I don't know, took a chem class with me recently. But probably the worst instance of my procrastination was I took a class that had one due date and that was at the end of the semester. It happened to be a physics class. I know, gross. But after the first lab, I was like, I hate doing these. So I subsequently started putting off all the labs after that until I got to the end of the semester. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I got seven labs to do and I got a day to do them. And I go into all the lab assignments and I see four to five hours, three to five hours, two hours, six hours. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's not enough hours in the day left. So I down like two black coffees, no creamer, because can't have that diluted and had to rip through all those labs panic stricken as I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through all these labs. But all in all to say, I did get through them luckily, but it was like the worst day ever because I had to rip through seven physics labs in one day. And even if it's not as severe, I'm sure you all have had times when you put stuff off way later than you should have. But that experience taught me two things. And the first being, I can't keep procrastinating this way. I have to find some sort of solution to stop being this distracted and find a better way to get through these assignments. And the second thing that I learned was when I need to be productive, I can be extremely productive And I want to be able to find a way that I can harness that skill of being able to access that productivity without having to have a panic attack trying to get through some stuff. And my friends can attest that this is not the first time that this has happened, but this was the experience that kind of opened my eyes really to not only my productivity, but my really bad procrastination habit. So procrastination is actually a multifaceted issue. It's not just putting off stuff. It's a multitude of things. But the two components of it that I found to be the most difficult was number one, getting started and two, regulating my dopamine. Let's break that down. As far as starting goes, for me, I thought of it as the wall. When I am getting ready to do something or I know that I have a lot of work to do, then there's this wall that stops me from even beginning in the first place because I just don't want to do it, right? Or I want to do something else more. And the aspect of dopamine kind of plays into this because 
Dopamine, if you guys don't know, is your pleasure neurotransmitter and serves to be a positive feedback loop to the things that bring you pleasure, whether it be food or a fun game or, you know, a certain show. Unfortunately, biologically speaking, your body will seek out things naturally and crave those things that give you that hit of dopamine. The issue with that is we live in an instantly gratifying society. So our phones, our shows, everything is instant. It's right on demand. And typically things that require work are not instantly gratifying. So naturally our body will have a hesitancy with starting the things that require work and are not instantly gratifying. And in this book I'm reading called Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about this plateau of latent potential. And that's a fancy name for, we expect the progression and the rewards of the things that we do to be linear, when in reality, sometimes the rewards can be delayed. So you have to do the work first and then you'll be able to reap the, the benefits exponentially. And I'll include a diagram of this in the Instagram post for this episode. But I think it perfectly diagrams the reason why people will quit or not even start doing something that they need to do because those rewards are offset. And if you make the mistake of letting procrastination become a habit, which is very common and very easy to do, you can find yourself facing quite a steep battle against it each time you need to do something. And it is a hard thing to break. That's why I say the easiest way to not be a procrastinator is to not become one in the first place. But Due to the fact you're listening to this, I'm sure it's probably too late, isn't it? <laughs> but making a procrastination a habit is really detrimental because I tend to think of habits like investing. If you invest in something that's good and will bring you returns in the long run, down the line, those will have bigger and bigger implications. But in the same breath, if you invest in something that you know is not going to be beneficial, or you invest in a company that's not going to do well, and you know that that money is as good as gone. And in this scenario, that currency is your time and productivity. And if you procrastinate, obviously that time is usually just wasted, whether it be just scrolling through your phone or watching Netflix or something like that. Side note, I love Netflix. I'm not saying that it's a complete waste of time. Obviously, you know, good shows can be a conversation starter, blah, 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 but that's not what we're talking about here, you know? But now you ask yourself, okay, I know about procrastination now, how do I defeat it? So the first strategy that I have for you is probably the, the most effective, and it's putting your phone away, which sucks, I know. It's so nice to have your phone next to you, whether you're texting somebody else or snapping, you know, whatever, or you're scrolling through Instagram, all that kind of stuff is very entertaining. Oh, and don't even start me up on TikTok. I actually had to set a limit on my TikTok as far as time, because I was just spending way too much time scrolling through. Everything is so entertaining. Unfortunately, before you even realize it, you'll sink an hour into TikTok and then snap back to reality like, oh shoot, where am I? But putting your phone away is a great way to stop procrastination because that tends to be my biggest distraction. And typically for me, if I just put my phone away and I sit down to work, then I know that, okay, I'm going to start now. I'm going to get going. And as simple as that sounds, give it a try. Just put your phone away, silence it, which is very important, and then just sit in the chair. Because personally, when I do that, then I know I'm like, okay, it's work time. Here we go. My phone's gone. I have nothing else to distract me. It's time to do this. And I'll set it across the room so I not only can't see it, but then I'll turn it on silent so I can't hear it either. And the silencing part is very important because studies have shown that even hearing that have been shown to initiate an actual physiological response from the body. So in this study, what they did was they had people sit in a room and try to focus on a video that they were going to be tested on. 
and they put their phone behind them with the sound on and they hook up the people to a heart monitor. So this was all recorded and they found that when they sent a text message to that phone and the person heard it ding, not only would their heart actually jump, but some of the people actually got up from the video to go check what it was. And that's how addicted some of these people are to their phone. And I think that even though we all may not be as addicted to our phones as that, I do think that each one of us is classically conditioned to be addicted to our phones. And by classical conditioning, I'm referencing the fundamental psychological principle that was experimented in Pavlov's experiment, which is also teased on in the office for all my office fans out there. But if you don't know what this is, basically what Pavlov did was he took some dogs and he rang a bell every time he gave them food. So they started to associate that bell with food and they would salivate. So they became classically conditioned to associate that bell with food. So when they heard the bell, they would begin to salivate. And that's exactly what's happening here is instead of a bit of food, you're getting a dopamine hit essentially. But I just found that so fascinating that even the sound of our phone ringing or buzzing is enough to actually make us physically jump or have our heart like skip a beat basically. And that's the type of thing that's out of our control unless you're going to limit yourself from your phone. But unfortunately with how technology is interwoven into our society these days, I do think that that's pretty impossible to kind of break that. So you have to be very disciplined with the way that you interact with your phone. So the next trick is one that I kind of use with the just get started mindset. And that's the five minute rule. So the five minute rule is a fun trick to convince yourself that you're only going to work for five minutes. So you get into it and then you end up working for longer, but it feels a lot more approachable to be like, you know what? I'm only going to sit down. I'm gonna do this for five minutes. But the way that it works is usually after you sit down, after you start working and you get into whatever you're doing, you find yourself wanting to work for more, or you find yourself wanting to finish what you started. So this is a way to kind of trick the brain into just getting started and just doing what you need to do. And this five minute rule ties really, really nicely in with the next technique, which is the Pomodoro technique. So the Pomodoro technique is a fancy name for working for 25 minutes and then taking a five minute break and then working for 25 minutes and then taking a five minute break. And once you've repeated this four times, then you can take a longer break after that, somewhere in the realm of 20 minutes. Now, as I've implicated this into my life, I find that I end up getting into my workflow state, so to speak. So I end up working a little bit longer than 25 minutes, somewhere in the realm of like 40 minutes. And then when I'm done with that, I'll take like a 30 minute break. And honestly, I would play this one by feel. If you start working for you know, 20, 25 minutes or whatever, and you're like, you know what, I can keep going, I can do this more, then by all means continue. Sometimes I'll find that I stop even looking at the clock because I'm so enveloped in things that I'm doing. But you can obviously work up to this or keep it at 25 minutes and tailor it to how you work. You'll find as you implement this, you'll find what works best for you. And then it can become your own kind of technique essentially. Now, one thing I will say is you got to be disciplined with your breaks. If you're going to take a five minute break, set a timer and make sure that it's only five minutes because it is very easy for this to be more than five minutes, especially if you're going to choose to do something very addicting during your break, which is why the other part of this is I would stay away from addicting or highly stimulating break time activities because that can make it more difficult to get back into your original workflow. And you may find yourself battling that same issue you had at the beginning where you just don't want to get started. So that's the Pomodoro technique. If, if you're going to implement this, make sure you're being disciplined with the way that you're utilizing it. 
and combine it with some of these other tips. Speaking of other tips, let's keep it moving. We got our next tip, make it fun. Now, admittedly, this will take some creativity and it will also depend on what you're doing. But if you can find a way to turn whatever you're doing into some sort of game or competition for you competitive types out there, then it's possible to even forget you're doing work and you could be more focused on the winning of the game or the dominating of the competition. And this could even include bringing other people into it. So you can actually make a game or competition out of the work to maybe see, I don't know, see who finishes something faster or at a more productive rate, or see which one of you can come up with a more efficient method on how to get something done. If you like the more teamly side, you guys can work together and embrace a concept called a synergy, which is the concept of the output being more than the sum of its parts, right? So two people working together can output more than two people working individually by themselves. But these are just ideas on how you can utilize both other people and making it fun to not only defeat procrastination, but increase your productivity. Ways that I utilize this is one of my favorite things is figuring out the fastest, most efficient way to get whatever I'm doing done. So for this, the first couple episodes took me quite a while because I didn't have my system developed and I was coming in pretty green. But now that I've got a couple episodes under my belt, I'm figuring out more and more ways that I can speed up the process and also deliver a higher quality product. Eventually, I would like to get to the point where I am including other people into it so that I can have some guests and bring in some outside opinions. And that's a way that I would utilize other people to improve the product that I'm putting out. And yes, I do have some very special guests planned. So obviously stay tuned for that shameless plug. But moving on, the final tip would be checklisting. And this is another hybrid technique with productivity and procrastination. But who doesn't love to, you know, go through a checklist and knock off and complete different things? It really does feel good to be productive and be able to visualize and see that productivity. Especially if you're the more artistic type, you can put your own artistic flair, maybe add a little bit of color to your checklist. And then it becomes a kind of process where you are personalizing something for you and it makes you want to do it more. And I personally would recommend actually physically writing it out with a pen and paper or, you know, marker and paper, whatever you want to use. Because typically if you do something online and then you tuck it away in like some folder, it's a little bit harder to use it. And it's much easier to forget where as if you have that physical note sitting in front of you, it does make it a lot easier to utilize it and it makes you want to use it more. A little bonus tip would be to use or invest into like a pen or a nice notebook that you like to use as an incentive to make you want to use it more. So for me, I bought a nice little notebook that I like to use and it's visually appealing to me. And I bought a pen that's very enjoyable to write with. It's super smooth, Pilot G2, sponsor me. So it makes me want to utilize that more for my productivity because I spent a little bit of money on it and it's enjoyable to use. But give some of these a try. Let me know how helpful they were for you. And also send in some recommendations on how you've been able to defeat your own procrastination. But these are some of the ones that have really, really worked for me and have made me a more productive person. And it's also made me enjoy doing the work more. And I think that's a big aspect of this is finding ways that you can make doing the work more enjoyable, making it fun. Because if you make work not actually work and you make productivity fun, those are the kind of keys that will set you apart from somebody who's feeling like they're being forced to do work that they don't want to do. But that will lead us into the weekly takeaway. So 
This week's weekly takeaway is overcoming procrastination can really be the key to unlocking your true productivity. I've had the luxury of witnessing the potential of my productivity, and let me tell you, I was amazed by the amount of work that I could accomplish, so I encourage you to apply these techniques, learn to love being productive, and be amazed at what you're truly capable of. But that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so others can hear and benefit as well. You know what we're building here. Do I got to say it? You know what? I'm going to let my dad say it community (laughs) thanks pops you heard the man subscribe follow please do all that great stuff i know you want to click off now but please go do that share with somebody follow we're spreading a great message here so let's make this something great i appreciate you i thank you this has been will with thoughts that count i'll see you next time Mm